Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Philbrick Brothers Podcast. I'm Alex Philbrick. Joining me in just a minute will be my brother, Will Philbrick, and we are very excited to finally launch this podcast together. We want to avoid calling this just a sports podcast because that's a pretty broad descriptor. Yes, we will be discussing sports, but we aren't going to just give you a rundown of the daily headlines that you'll find on ESPN. It might be different for you, but we have found that the kind of content that we enjoy comes from people who are genuinely interested and passionate about what they're discussing. So our goal is to dive a little bit deeper into things happening in the sports world that we find interesting. We feel confident that having that goal in mind will lead us to producing the best content to listen to. All right, well... We thought the best way to start things out was to jump right into our 2019 college football preview. To avoid cramming things in, we have decided to stretch this preview out over about three episodes. We want to be able to cover teams, players, predictions, everything else. That would just be too much for one episode. It would be an overload. So today, we are just going to go through our each of our preseason top 10 rankings, We'll talk a little bit about each team, a lot of teams in common. Um, then we're, we're going to wrap it up with a l- fun little discussion about our favorite helmets in college football. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. I don't believe what I just saw. I don't believe what I just saw. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! How many tackles can one man break? There's a new home run champion of all. That's Oklahoma football. We promised you a top 10, and that is what we are going to deliver. So, Will, I'll let you have the honors. Who is your number 10 team? Coming in at number 10 for the 2019 college football preseason is LSU. Okay. Um, I think LSU is a well-balanced team. Coach O. I don't despise Coach O. I think he's good. LSU, what a compliment. <laughs> I'm sure he's really concerned about whether or not. I don't despise you, Coach O. <laughs> uh, LSU finished the season at six at the end of last season. Um, I think they can easily stay within that top ten frame. Um, to me, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of movement within this top ten from the end of last season. And I think six falling down to ten is, you know, seems sensible to me. I think LSU can easily be a top 10 team, which is why they are 10. Yeah, I'll have them a little bit higher in mind, so I'll I'll, ta- I'll give my little spiel on them whenever I get to them. My number 10 team is another SEC West program, and it's Auburn. Really? I feel like it might be a little bit too high, but interesting. they, they bring back a lot on defense, mainly defensive line. Derek Brown is a star defensive tackle. He decided to come back, and that helped out their defense a lot. They signed – he's he's just a true freshman, so it's risky, but he's, they signed a promising true freshman quarterback, Bo Nix, and that's been the struggle the past few years for Auburn. I right. feel like they haven't had that quarterback that can – Elevate their game. That can yeah. that, that Gus can really run his offense like he wants to through, um, and, and I think that kid could be – could do a good enough job to help that offense be a little bit better. And, you know, this – 
there's not like statistical evidence to back at this point up, but <laughs> Auburn is one of those teams where when they have expectations, they seem to let you down, and then whenever you don't think about them going into the season, it's like all out out of nowhere they beat Alabama and are like <laughs> eleven and one. Not saying they're going to do that this year, but I like Auburn uh, a little bit more than than other people might, and I haven't have them at my as my number ten team. Who do you have at number nine? Uh, at nine, I have Washington. Um, I like Chris Peterson. Washington finished the season at the end of last season. I keep saying that. They finished last season at 14 in the AP poll. Um, and I think that Chris Peterson can really push them up to that 9 spot, at least to the 9 spot. I think he can push them a little higher. I don't know how much higher, but I fully anticipate them being a top 10 team this coming season. <clears throat> my problem with excuse me, my problem with Washington is that I know they're a solid team, but their schedule is not going to be difficult playing in the Pac-12, and no. so I like have a little bit of a fear as a college football fan that they're that they'll go eleven and one and win their conference, possibly even twelve and zero, and get in the playoff. And I'll and just get washed. I'll, I'll feel like they stole a playoff spot from somebody. <laughs> I feel similarly with Notre Dame. I don't know why. It's probably a little bit unfair, but. My well, number, I mean, Notre Dame didn't play a conference game like everybody else had to. They haven't played a conference game ever. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, And they still got a playoff spot, which is why it felt cheated. Yeah. Um, but, the, you know, if you're Notre Dame and you win all your games, you're going to make it. But we're, Because you're Notre Dame. Yeah, we're getting a little bit off the... My number nine team, I'm sticking in the SEC, Florida Gators. My main like reason, it. I'm a big Dan Mullen fan. I think he's really good. I mean, he is really good, but... I'm just a big fan of his. I, I I think pretty highly of him. Felipe Franks is back. It's his third year um, in the program, second year under Dan Mullen. They bring back a lot on defense. They have at Florida always has always has athletes. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, I I really think that they can. They're going to give Georgia a run for their money this year. I don't know if they're ready to knock them off yet in the SEC East, but I think that they they have a good shot to. Uh, so I have Florida at number nine. Uh, at eight, I have Michigan. Uh, Michigan finished 13th last season in the AP. Um, they got drove by Florida in the bowl game, too. They did. They did. Um, which is, I have Florida ranked higher than Michigan, so it's... Spoiler alert. Spoil, sorry about that. I'm not telling you where. Um, anyway, Michigan at 8. Uh, Shea Patterson coming back this season. Um, he's got a, you know, he's got some time under his belt. Jim Harbaugh, I think, is a great head coach. I think he has not had the success that he... Um, once or that people have anticipated during yeah. his time in Michigan. I think people, I think there's a lot to be desired with his time in Michigan so far, and I think that this is a year that hopefully they can step up and get to where they want to be, as long as Oklahoma's not in the way. <laughs> I, I also have Michigan at number eight, um, so we agree there. It's really about the offense, and yeah. that's that's with them losing three of – Three studs on the in the in their front seven. Uh, Devin Bush, middle linebacker, he mm-hmm. was a number ten overall pick. Rashawn Gary, he was a first round pick. Right. Chase Winovich, I like him better than Rashawn Gary. He's also gone. Um, but it's all about the offense because that's that's their fans are frustrated with the offense. Yeah. Understandably so because their defense has been really good, but their right. offense hasn't been able to help out the defense enough. Uh, but they brought in Josh Gaddis from Alabama to be their offensive coordinator. He mm-hmm. was the wide receivers coach last year for Alabama. He's supposed to have this new spread offense, and who knows if it's going to work. It's, it's To me, it's about if Harbaugh just lets go of the reins and lets him do it. Right. I think Harbaugh has too much of a tight grip on 
you know, he's kind of a control freak as a lot of coaches are. Um, so I, I, if he lets it go and then lets that guy do his thing, it very well could improve. They have good receivers on the outside. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones is back. Nico Collins is back. Tariq, Tariq Black. Black. Even though he's been injured both seasons, he's got talent uh, if he can stay healthy. And they have a favorable schedule. They play Notre Dame at home, Michigan State at home, and Ohio State at home. So, you know, it's kind of set up for them to make a playoff run. I don't know how much I like their chances to do so, but we both had them at number eight. If you're starting at number eight, you got a chance to make it. I agree. Uh, seven, I have Notre Dame. Notre Dame finished five in the AP last season. Um, they got trounced in the playoffs by Clemson. They did. Um, which is why I have them drop two spots. In the AP, um, they finished, what did they finish, three in the? No, because Bama was two, Oklahoma was three, Notre Dame was four. Because Clemson was number one, weren't they? No, Bama was number one. We were four. Yeah, because we barely, we, yeah, we eked in there. Anyway, <laughs> I have them dropping four spots in the CFP rankings because... Preseason. Preseason rankings. Well, CFP, they finished three, I, and now they're seven. You have you cannot confuse me any more than you have confused <laughs> Don't me. Don't worry about it. It's fine. They understand. That's all I care about. Uh, Ian Book, he's extremely okay. <laughs> That's um, a very good way to describe him. <laughs> He's the okayest quarterback at Notre Dame. Uh, they have a really good defense, and I think that's what they're going to be leaning on this season. I don't expect a lot from Ian Book, but he may surprise me, but I have him at five. I or thought, seven. Seven. I have Notre Dame at man, seven. you are. <laughs> Sorry. This is a bad sign Just, for Notre Dame. <laughs> Notre Dame is done. <laughs> if this is any indication. I felt bad watching the uh, playoff game against Clemson because Ian Book... He seemed scared. He was so out of his I element. mean, that Clemson defensive line was just, uh, I mean, as they did for Licking most Licking their chops. I mean, he was just, it was like he dropped back, and when his first guy wasn't open, he was just like. He just started laying down. Where can I run away from these guys? <laughs> and there weren't many places for him to run away. My number seven team, Texas Longhorns. Ugh. They returned Sam Ellinger. I don't like Texas, but I have to admit Sam's good. At first, I was down on him. I had to, I had to. Admit I was wrong. It happens. Uh, he accounted for 41 touchdowns last year. That's that's pretty good. That's nothing to sneeze at. That's pretty good. Not bad. They played o- OU twice last year, beat him the first time, lost the second time. Um, the most excited, the thing I'm most excited about for Texas, which is a weird thing to say, <laughs> is the LSU game, the second week of the season. It's in Austin. That'll be a good one. I, that's the non-conference game that I'm most excited for. Uh, I think that's going to be an awesome game, and it, we're going to find out a lot about both teams right right out of the gate. I think we're going to see if young guys that are filling that are stepping into uh, new roles are are ready to do that. Um, we're going to see if LSU's new offense is is ready to go on the road against a top ten preseason top ten team uh, in in Texas. So, as I was doing some research for Texas and and looking some things up, I I. Came upon the question, and I'm going to ask you, for Texas, what do you think is more likely that they go eight and four or that they go eleven and one? Oh man, I don't think they're poised to to be an eleven and one team at this point. I think maybe next year. Um, I think they're more. I think it's more likely that they go eight and four, but I don't think they will go eight and four. I agree. Um, I think they'll be like nine and two. 
Yeah, and and nine and three. It's a, the ten and two. The, <laughs> the Texas love. It's a little bit risky. It's understandable, and it could very well happen. But they had six regular season wins by seven or less points last year. They had seven if you include the Sugar Bowl win against Georgia, um, and that's hard to duplicate. Right. They lost. They only bring back three starters for, on defense. They didn't lose a bunch of studs. They didn't lose a bunch of All-Americans. And they have talented guys filling in, but it's still starters that are gone. Right. Uh, they lost uh, L.J. Humphrey. He was an awesome receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still have Colin Johnson, and they have some young guys coming in. Jordan Whittington, he's going to be really good. But yeah. when you're winning those that many close games, it's hard. You see it in the NFL a lot. Right, a, a team can go, you know, six and one in one possession games, and then right. the next year it, they're, they're like six and ten. It's like, well, what happened? Well, nothing happened. Like a few plays happened. Right, and it's not quite as much as extreme in college football because the talent gap is different. Pretty a lot decisive of times, in college but football. it's 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 just a risky, you know, it's risky to always be in those close games and trying and having to pull them off to. You know, to Here, win the games. here's here's the thing about Texas. At the end of last season, when they won their bowl game, Sam Ellinger was holding the trophy, and he leaned to the microphone and goes, "We're back!" and everyone freaked out. And the if we know anything about people saying Texas is back, is that when they win a big game, they say Texas is back, and then Texas is screwed for the rest of the season. Yeah, it happened when they beat Notre Dame a couple yeah. of years ago with Charlie Strong. I was just about to say that. Texas is back, and then Texas just had a horrible season. So well, Sam Ellinger screwed them already. Yeah. One of my good friends is a Texas fan, and I watched that Notre Dame game with him. <laughs> and he was running around his house saying, we're back, screaming, we're back. Did he pull his Vince Young jersey on after no. that? No. He was just going He's around. Going and it, Shane Bouchelle was quarterback, and he was like, we have the next Cole McCoy. And <laughs> oh, my gosh. I wouldn't, do, I wouldn't be saying this if I... He would not care that I'm making fun of him because sure. there's plenty of things that I have done similar <laughs> that he would make fun of me for. It's okay. But, yeah, it's – they're not back. No. What What is back for Texas? Anyway? I don't know. I don't want to talk about Texas. It's become anymore. a joke. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's really a joke. They're good. Like, they're yeah. good now. They're, right. They're not they're, – they don't have Vince Young. They're not going that They're straight. not 2005 Longhorns. Yeah. Anyway. We're talking a lot about Texas. We are. More than I would ever want to. At six, I have Florida. Uh, Dan Mullen in his second season. Frank's coming back and now has two seasons with Mullen. They've been able to build that relationship. I think Florida has a really good defense. Um, I'm excited for their offense as well. And they finished seven last season. And I I think this we'll, – I'll get into this more when we talk more about our college football preview, but I think that they are a potential playoff team. Like, I wouldn't say a sleeper or a dark horse because that's not giving them enough credit, but I think that they are a very real contender for a playoff. And you- you're not allowed to be a sleeper or dark horse when you're when you're in the top ten this yeah, season. Exactly. Um, my number six, I have the Ohio State Buckeyes. Very interesting team. Yes. Going into the season, they lose a legendary coach, Urban Meyer. New quarterback. New quarterback, Justin Fields. He's been a a big offseason story. Ryan Day in his first year as head coach. Um. You know. They're like like a lot of these teams. I feel like for almost every team that we've talked about, we can say they lost some guys to the draft, but they have talented guys filling in. <laughs> I'm guilty of saying. I think I said it like two or three. It's times almost already. like it happens every year. Yeah, it's it's almost as if you know Ohio State gets good recruits. <laughs> um, as I mentioned, whenever we talked about Michigan, that game is 
in Ann Arbor this year. So they'll have to go at Michigan, but they have Michigan State at home, Wisconsin at home, uh, Penn State at home. Uh, and they actually end the season with Penn State and Michigan back to back. So that'll probably, you know, it'll probably come down to the, the, those last two games. But they lost four starters on the offensive line. And with a new quarterback with four new starters, mm-hmm. you know, that can be a little bit scary. Sure. Uh, but they have J.K. Dobbins back. He's had back to back thousand yard seasons. K.J. Hill, who is from North Little Rock, we're very close to where we are, uh, he's back. He had 70 catches last year, over 800 yards. Uh, their defense, though, it struggled last year. They have nine starters back. Their defensive line should be really, really good. They have defensive end Chase Young. He's projected as a top ten pick, um, and so they, they're really deep on the defensive line. They have a whole new defensive staff, so there's a lot of new things going on at Ohio State, but you, I'm really just trusting that their talent level will – make up for all the sure. newness and they'll be able to gel by the time they get to that the meat of their schedule and the end of their schedule so I have Ohio State at number six coming in at number five I have not being a homer here I have the Oklahoma Sooners and I am so excited for this Sooners season which is yeah not a rarity for me to say for us to say I'm always excited about the Sooners season uh quarterback Jalen Hurts transferred from Alabama very excited about him starting hopefully Lincoln Riley can mold him into more of a passing quarterback. Um, I think Jalen Hurts can throw a really good ball when he does. Um, I don't expect him to be Kyler Murray. He's not going to be. Um, don't like- No, I, I don't expect him to be. Um, I'm really excited about our new defensive coordinator, Alex Grinch. Um, I think it's been such a disaster the past few years, such a travesty, which is a, a heavy word to use for college football. But a disastrous travesty. <laughs> to have such great quarterbacks two years in a row, Heisman winning quarterbacks Why are you two doing years this? in a row. Why are you doing this? And still not be able to get to the national championship because of our defense. And I don't know why it took this long to get our defense fixed, but finally we do. I mean, we were one game away from I the know. national championship two years in a row I was with wa- one of the worst defenses in the country. Arguably the worst defense in the country. I know. So we got Alex Grinch. He's awesome. Very excited about him. A little concerned about our offensive line. We lost four of our five starters. We do have a good anchor, though, in Creed Humphrey at center. There's not a lot that I'm not excited for or looking forward to with this Oklahoma season. <sighs> Why did you do that? <laughs> Sorry. I know. I'm really excited for Oklahoma. Uh, if we would have had any sort of defense whatsoever, we'd probably be back-to-back <laughs> national champions. But we didn't. We lost in heartbreaking fashion. So, whatever, dude. And then subsequently lost two Heisman winning quarterbacks. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> My number five is LSU. We'll have them at number ten. Um, I kind of touched on it earlier. They're supposed to have this, you know, new spread, revamped offense. Feel like, feel like we hear that all the time with LSU, <laughs> and it hasn't happened yet, but. Maybe it will this year. They have a quarterback back, Joe Burrow. He's not just—he's not really special, but he's not terrible. Gets the job done. Yeah. Serviceable. They always have good weapons. They always have good guys on defense. And I'm going to do it again. They lost some guys to the draft. <laughs> but they still have guys like Christian Fulton, um, Clavon Chase on. LSU has good defensive players usually. Did you, did you know that? You mentioned that. LSU they usually got pretty good. Okay, guys on defense. How do you feel about LSU's defense? And they're they specifically got, the players. They usually got some good players. Um, fair. And fair. as I said for Texas, 
that that that's going to be an all. And if they win that Texas game, they're probably going to. Sh- I mean, you would imagine they would, regardless of where they are preseason. If they win that Texas game, they'll probably be in the top four, four or five for sure. Sure, sure. maybe top three. Um, so really looking forward to that. As most as they do most years, they have a really tough schedule, especially with a non-conference game like that, because they always got to play Alabama, Auburn, A and M, Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they. Uh, I think they play Florida this year. Not positive. I should. I should be. I guess. But tough schedule. So. Sure. But that's okay because they always have really good players on defense. Yeah, exactly, and they usually lose some of them to the draft. Sure. So sure. That's my number five. LSU. Go Tiger. <laughs> That was that sounded like Coach O a little bit. Yeah, at, or, at Orgeron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Thanks a lot. You're welcome. At four, I have the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, Jake Fromm in his third year starting, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Kirby Smart, head coach, has been you know pretty successful over the last few years. Went to a national championship two years ago. Lost in a pretty spectacular fashion in overtime to Bama. He's um, had two spectacular losses to Alabama. Well, back-to-back season. He can get in line. Anyway. He's at the front of the line. <laughs> well, then he can keep taking blows, and then we'll jump in when Bama's weak. <laughs> um, Georgia at four. They have a really good defense. Really excited about... I'm not personally excited, because I'm probably not going to watch that many Georgia Bulldog games this year, but I think they're not... I don't think they're bad. <laughs> I think they're four. So... They're four. I don't think they're bad. Yeah. I have the team that I rank number four. I don't think they're bad. <laughs> well, no, I mean you know, clearly I don't think they're bad because they're. Well, four. Uh, yeah, I guess that's technically <laughs> that is true. That that is actually yeah, touche. <laughs> My number four team, OU. I uh, I like them a little bit better than you. I guess I'm just a little bit more of a fan. You've had I, more time. I, I had four. I had about four. You about five. <laughs> um, you know, Will mentioned pretty much everything. One name to keep an eye out for, Jalen Redmond, mm. defensive end, rush linebacker type guy. Uh, he had to miss last season for uh, – he had blood clot issues. And he's – as of now, he's – apparently he's – Good to go. Yeah, he's been cleared to practice and all that stuff. Hopefully just for his health as a person, that that situation is taken care of. Right. But as far as OU's defense, he is he would be a huge addition to the defensive line that is in desperate need of health help. They and are, health and health. They're, they're not deep, and the guys that they do have, quite frankly, they're not very good. No. And he is one that has potential to be really good. So that is a name to look out for. As he as Will mentioned, Alex Grinch is def- in as defensive coordinator. Uh, and they have a really a whole new defensive staff. They have a new linebackers coach, new cornerbacks coach. Alex Grinch is going to also coach the safeties. Uh, they returned nine starters on the defense, a defense that was really bad, but at least not you know, without talent. Not without talent, and you would rather, I guess, you'd rather have experience. It. I always struggle with would I rather have guys, a bunch of guys, back from a defense that was bad, or and, and have experience or experience have them all leave. Them, well, I mean, all nine starters experience back. playing. Yeah, I mean, I guess I do like the idea of having those nine starters come back because it gives us a chance. I mean, they have three cornerbacks that have started two years now, right? And then which they, is valuable. Yeah, Kenneth Murray's he. This is his third year at start at linebacker. Neville get Neville right. Gallo. You know all those guys. And having these older guys starting gives Grinch time to 
kind of build his the younger guys up yeah, to I then agree. like be starters. And really, I think that's kind of what they're trying to do. I think right. the, the, the guys that they have now, they're just trying to really do the best they can with them. Sure. And I think they will improve. By no means do I think they'll be good. I think that they can be a top 70 defense, which just feels that's, ridiculous to say. But that's all we need. But that's an improvement, and I think they'll, you know, eventually work their way higher than that. Obviously, we I hope so. Yeah. Um, but on the offensive side of the ball, I know they lost Kyler Murray. I don't think J- – Jalen Hurts is not going to be Kyler Murray. I don't no. expect him to. We don't need him to be Kyler Murray. Um, but I think he's going to be really good. Lincoln Riley is obviously fantastic with quarterbacks. Similarly to Ohio State, I'm a little bit nervous, like you said also, about the offensive line. Mm. Four starters drafted and a new quarterback. So four new starters on the offensive line with a new quarterback. That's just kind of a scary thing. I think it'll work itself out. And really the thing about the Oklahoma offense outside of Lincoln Riley is they are just so stacked with weapons. Running backs, um, receivers, mm-hmm. tight ends. Mm-hmm. I mean, like H back type guys. It's right. I mean, they signed three five star wide receivers last year, <laughs> and I don't know. I think maybe one of them will start. I mean, C D Lamb is back. He's one of the top wide receivers in the country. Calcaterra is a really strong tight end. Uh, Lee Morris, who plays the same position as Calcaterra, he had caught eight touchdowns last year. People don't even know and who that is. Ten balls total. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, but two two running backs ran for a thousand yards. The running game should be strong, especially with Jalen Hurts. I'm excited about that because it's going to be a different style of running game than we saw with Kyler Murray. Right. Because Jalen Hurts can be a power runner. Sure. He's a big dude. He's Stocky. durable. Like yeah. he's not afraid to go in there. He yeah. knows, and he's he was a very successful runner at Alabama. Right. Um, I think people are going to be uh, some people are going to be really a little bit surprised with Jalen Hurts' passing ability. I think. I think. I hope so. The last time we saw him in uh, with in a lot of action at Alabama when he was started two years ago, I guess when he was starting. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a lot different of a passer. I think he was probably even a better passer last year at Alabama. We just didn't really see much of it because he right, was back. He wasn't he was, starting. He, yeah, and now getting to work with Link, with Lincoln in the uh, quarterback friendly offense. I think we're going to see a different version of Jalen, but still with a, a running a emphasis on running sure. and power running. Real quick before we move on, I want to ask. I was going to ask you over under nine hundred and ninety nine rushing yards for Jalen Hurts. Oh gosh, how many did Kyler have? Like, I don't even think it, like fifteen hundred. No, no, no. I think he had. He had not eleven hundred. He had one thousand, but he didn't have eleven hundred. Okay, I'm, I'm like, um, pretty I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go under. I agree. Just because Kyler Murray was able to, he he's such a playmaker, and he can just make a play from anywhere on the field with his legs. I agree. I, I, he's not gonna have those, you know. He's not gonna have a few like seventy five yard touchdown runs. Exactly. I think he's gonna. I do think that he might have more. I think Kyler had twelve rushing touchdowns last year. I, you think Jen will have more? I could see him having like more. Like in a goal line situation? Cause, yeah. Cause, Red and zone? He's gonna, and similarly to how Texas uses Sam Ellinger, right. I think he'll have more rushing yards than Sam Ellinger. Cause, but I think that in the Big 12 especially, that power run, power-ish power running quarterback can be devastating. Yeah. Especially if you have guys like, like OU has with a coach like Lincoln Riley. Who, right. It's, it's going to be 
pretty tough for defenses to stop, as most yeah. offenses have been. But that's a lot about OU. I apologize. So let's get on to number three. Uh, your, your number three. My number yes. three. My number three is Ohio State. Um, Ohio State finished last season at three. I think they just move laterally to number three to start the season this year. Uh, quarterback Justin Fields coming in, starting, transferred recently. Time um, out. Time out. Ohio State finished number three last year? In the AP. Really? Mm-hmm. Where did OU finish? Four? OU finished four in the AP, yeah. Okay. And Could- four in the CFP as well. Okay, sorry. Um, that's okay. And new head coach Ryan Day, new to the title, not new to Ohio State. This feels very similar to a few years ago when Lincoln Riley, talking more about Oklahoma, yeah, got bumped up to head coach after spending two seasons as Bob Stoops' uh, offensive coordinator. Um, looking back now, it was very obvious that Lincoln was being groomed for the position, um, and I think that's sort of similar to what Ryan Day has been doing with Urban Meyer. Um, and Ryan Day even stepped up for a few games last season while Urban Meyer was out and won all three of those games that he's head coach. Um, so I think, you know, he knows how to command the team. He's built a relationship with these guys, and he's got his guy at quarterback now. And I'm, I'm, I think the Ohio State could be a playoff team. Yeah, definitely. Pretty much any year they could be. Uh, my number three is – I have Georgia at number three. As you said, mm. Jake Fromm, he's one of the top quarterbacks in the country. He's back for to start for his third year. Um, and they the, – Kirby has built a – almost a, uh, Alabama light at Georgia. He's just signing oh. top recruits. I just realized what you said. <laughs> yeah, you, you got it? Yeah. A light version. Right. Yeah. I think he said, I think he said liked. Oh no! I don't understand. Which makes sense because he was working under Saban for sure. years, sure. and so he's just kind of feels like he's kind of just implemented that, maybe just tweaked it however he wanted to. One thing to uh, possibly be concerned about for Georgia: they lost their offense coordinator and defensive coordinator. The defensive coordinator, I'm not just super worried about because they do have Kirby Smart as their head coach. He's a defensive coach, um, but on offense, they lost Jim. Uh, Jim Chaney, mm-hmm. he uh, moved on to Tennessee. He's, I don't, I don't think he's the best offensive coordinator in the world, but he had success at Georgia mm-hmm. and in those the past two seasons with the From. They have to get, you know, he has they have to get some used to somebody new now. They um, elevated their oh, his name's uh, James Coley, I believe. Not positive. I feel wish I was. <laughs> uh, he was the wide receivers coach. Now he's the offensive coordinator. So it's a familiar system, but. It's a new play caller, um, but it'll. Could this be the year they knock off Bama finally, or is it just going to be the third straight year that they just have one of the most crushing losses ever? Better than the Minus, because <laughs> I mean, obviously the national championship is that was brutal. It was, and the SEC championship game that was brutal. It was. Moving Good on. luck to Georgia fans. I hope that doesn't happen to them again. I hope it doesn't either, just for their sake. Yeah, because and their sanity. I, one of my close friends is a Georgia fan. He always roots for o- OU. I always root for Georgia unless we're playing each other. Obviously, I just don't want him him to, to go. I don't want people to have to go through that. No, I don't want. I don't wish it upon anybody. But I wish it upon them before me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not me, so I don't care. No. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to feel that way, but if they feel it, I don't care. Yeah. Exactly. So let's talk about our top two, like. Together, at yeah, because one and two. I mean, 
obviously they're inner there there's a lot of everyone's gonna have the same top two right as they should right um so what order did you have alabama and clemson uh i had clemson at one and bama at two okay i have them flipped yeah why do you why do you like him in that order I think Clemson really proved themselves to be the best team in college football right now. Um, They thrashed Bama in the national championship game. They trounced Notre Dame in the playoffs, and I they went undefeated. They've had such a great track record the last five or six years. Uh, I just I don't see how they. I mean they 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 lost their entire defensive line. Which is a you know that's nothing to brush off. That's a big thing, but they're gonna have guys in there, and I think that Clemson is just I, they're so good. And I don't I'm I'm they're the only team that, along with Bama, that I don't think that Oklahoma can beat. Okay, I'm not saying I disagree or agree. I don't I don't know, <laughs> but Alabama and Clemson are definitely in a tier by themselves. Sure, and that's. I mean, that's just clear. I had him in the other order. I had Alabama 1, I have Clemson 2, and it's because of the defensive line, as you mentioned. They lost three first-round picks off the defensive line. Guys that were, I mean, that that was the face of their team outside yeah. of Dabo. Yeah. I mean, they, they date back to uh, when they won the national championship with Deshaun. Mm-hmm. They played in all these Alabama-Clemson national championships. <laughs> and I agree, they're going to have talented guys coming in, but those guys were leaders on their team, as well as sure. phenomenal talents. Sure. Their offense, however, is going to be very, Killer. very good. Killer. In my opinion, Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in the country. I think he's going to be a, a, a number one overall pick here in a couple years. Travis Etienne's back. He had 1,600 yards and 24 rushing touchdowns last Golly. year. Golly. That's a lot. Uh, they have their top three – well, they have, they have their top three receivers back, unfortunately, for Amari Rodgers. He tore his ACL in the spring, so he's going to miss most of the season, if not all. But uh, Justin Ross is back. He had 46 catches last year and 1,000 yards. What? That's 21.7 yards per catch. What in the world? That's crazy. Yeah. That's insane. Nine touchdowns to go along with it. T. Higgins is back. He had he fell just short of 1,000 yards. He had 936 yards. He got 12 touchdowns. They're phenomenal. Um, and they, I think they lost two starters on the offensive line, so they should be fine there. And the thing about Clemson, there's no denying how great they are, especially once they show you in the playoff. Mm-hmm. But their schedule is cake, especially whenever you're as good as Clemson is. Sure. I mean, it's they play Texas A&M at home, and outside of that, like the best team they play is like seriously Syracuse. I think. <laughs> I mean, that might be the highest preseason ranked team that they play. Yeah. I mean, they play South Carolina, like. Florida State. Sure. I mean, it's it's pretty easy, but that also means that if they slip up once, that's it, it might it, it, cost them a look spot. Bad. It might cost them yeah. a spot in the playoff if your schedule is that easy and you yeah. slip up once. Yeah. But I'm not going to predict them to slip up once. No. I mean, it would have to be an upset. Um, but Alabama, I I I just don't want to bet against Saban back to back years. They obviously they have two a back. No. I, yeah, and I'm not either having them at two. I definitely no, yeah. think they can win that well, championship from here. Like Georgia. Like, They're not you, bad. Yeah, you don't think Alabama's bad. <laughs> um, and one thing was last year people was, would kind of talk about, you know, th- if you're going to get Alabama on defense, this is the year because they're young. They're young in the secondary. 
That means they're not now. That means time has passed. Yeah, that means these guys are have a year of experience and another year of Nick Saban coaching them. So sure, and as if they're I mean, they're always going to be good on defense anyway. But right. they could be even better on defense this year. Offense will probably j- be just as good with uh, Jerry Judy back as with Tua, as we mentioned. Um, I don't want to see them play in the national championship again, Alabama and Clemson. I don't want to see either of them. And play it's in the not because I I honestly don't dislike either one of them. Yeah. I just want something, and obviously I want OU, but I just want something new. Right. But we might not get something new. Uh, I, it I could know. very well be them two again. I would almost expect, I, I expect <laughs> it. It's like it's like how for like four years in a row it was like LeBron James versus yeah, yeah, exactly. the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, it's just like, it's one of, I, I'll believe it when I see it. Who's going to be the Raptors of the college football season? Oh, man. Uh, does, are there any Canadian college football teams? I don't think that. Not that so are no. not that are worth their weight. No, there's not. I was kidding. <laughs> so that's our top ten. A lot of the same teams, just in a little bit different order. Mm-hmm. But that's just the. I mean, it's that's, the way it is. I mean, you can't. There's not a lot of variety to be had. Guess what? I bet I could name f- fifteen teams, <laughs> and one of those fifteen teams will win the 2025 national championship. <laughs> that's just the way college football is. The yeah, same fifteen teams win all the national championships. Yeah, so that's that's just how it goes. <laughs> Before we end today's episode, we're going to do a little segment that we're going to try to do every episode and end every episode with, and just called today's top five. It's going to be it could be something just random, could be something not even sports related, could be something that we're like really get into, whatever. We chose to stick with the college football theme, but we chose to you know keep it kind of light. We are going to name our top five favorite helmets in college football. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Do you want to go five to one or one to five? I want to go five to one. Okay. I'll go first. Okay. Let's um, hear it. Now, this was not planned, but my all of my top five are all in my top ten. My, and there's, <laughs> I don't know that there's a correlation between the two, between how cool your helmet is and how good your football team is. I think it's probably more of... It like, definitely helps. It's like... You see them having success, which makes it feel cooler. Right. I mean, I have three three of my five are in the top ten, but that's anyway. a, that's a lot of psychology for college football helmets. Yeah, nature versus nurture type stuff. <laughs> Your Pavlov. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm just gonna read all five of mine at once. Go ahead. And then if we want to get into why we can in a second, well, if we want to get heated into a heated debate, if we want to like bring out the fisticuffs, we yeah. can. At five, I have OU. Four. Oh Michigan, three, Ohio State, two, LSU, and one, Notre Dame. Oh, you are you are your father's son, <laughs> like all the classic ones. And I'm sure I have the exact same reason that dad. We have the same number two, I will say. Good pick, oh, yeah. good pick on number two. The rest nice. of them, I don't know. Um, my number five, USC. I, okay. I like the logo. That's really what it's about for them. Number four. I just made fun of you for the classic picks. I like Alabama. And I like the number thing is cool. They're the only team that has it. And it's only on one side. Yeah. Something about it. Pittsburgh Steelers-esque. My number three is Florida, the Cursive Gators. Mm. I just think that's awesome. Uh, my number two, like you, LSU. And my number one, Florida State. Florida State. Dude, Florida State helmet is awesome. You think they have the best helmets in college football? They have my favorite. Okay, that's fair. That's not always the same thing. And I feel like you, as an Eagles fan, should like Florida State's helmet because, the, and, and I know they're a little bit different, but it's like they both have the similar, just like 
same thing on both sides, like kind of going around, you know, yeah. in a way. Yeah. But I've always liked Forsyth's helmet. I think the, the spear looks cool. The colors are cool. I hate that they've started wearing so many different, like... Combinations of Yeah, and just like kind of tweaking stuff. it. It's like wear the classic helmets. Those are my... that That's my favorite helmet in college football. Um, I thought about Notre Dame, I won't lie, but it's just like I'm not going to uh, like, You it. can't, like, you, you just, you can't beat... The solid gold. Yeah, you can. It's, it's iconic. <laughs> well, on the field, you can. Honestly, my biggest one... But in the graphic design department, you can. My, my least favorite one on you, on your top five is Michigan. And I really? Under, I understand it's a, the most classic foot, college football helmet, honestly. Yeah. I just don't like the logo. I just don't like it. And I don't like the color. The yellow, it just pops too much. It's too yellow. Well, that's a color scheme issue. That's not a helmet issue. Not my problem. <laughs> that's, that's Michigan's problem. Yeah. Um, what, who, which one's your least favorite on my top five? I don't know. Like, I'm fine with... You're not saying you dislike any, but... No, which yeah. One? I'm fine with LSU, Florida, and Alabama. I really... I do like the Gators. I like it. It's very Southern, very classic. Yeah. The Gators in cursive. Um, I, probably USC. Just the team that I would expect least to be there. That's fair. And it, I, I wouldn't expect other people to put, like, if they did that, to have them there... I just have always kind of liked. I thought the logo was cool. It's it's really yeah. a, it's honestly a boring helmet, and I didn't want to put OU in there because I knew we were gonna blab about OU a lot. <laughs> and I, if I was gonna put OU, I would do the small the uh, smaller OU from like two thousand. Well, no, just from two, like two years ago before oh. they made the, the oh OU yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Um, but yeah, I like the USC logo. I think I've always thought it was pretty cool. For me, it's like the 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 more that you just keep it simple and keep yeah. it classic yeah. is the more I'm gonna like it. But the more that you are like Oregon Ducks and you're like you yeah. try all these way out designs and stuff is where you lose. Me. And honestly, I th- I thought about putting Texas for that reason. It's like yeah. they similar to OU. It's like they just have their they, they have classic their helmet. helmet yeah. And it's it's uh, yeah. Well, we what I like about Ohio State is that it's very, it's like. Again, like most of the on most of the helmets on my list, it's classic and it just it's simple. It depends on how many Buckeyes they have on their helmet. If they okay. if their helmets like loaded all the way to the front, I think it's ugly. Oh really? So but you want like half of it? Maybe not even that much. Maybe not. Even I just that. want it like all at the back. Okay. So like when their quarterback turns and looks at their head coach and you can see him, that's cool to me. Yeah, the only I like their helmets too, but the only thing is it's like they have a bunch of stickers that are each one is a nut. When you think about it, and it's like that's kind of weird. It, a, little, a little bit. It's kind of weird. A little bit. This, the, I, and I understand it's like it's. A, I remember for so long I was like had no idea growing up like <laughs> what in the world is that? Yeah. And then I remember it's like so they have food on their helmet. Pretty much. That's kind of weird. But hey, it's your top five. Your it top is what five. it is. Do you have anything else to add? Not that I can think of. Just remember, Will thinks Alabama is not bad. Georgia. And Georgia is not bad. All right. Well, I think that about does it for us here today. Thank you for tuning in to the Philip Brothers podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening.